My self-care, I do daily. I, it's not, it's not, I don't wait until it's mm-hmm. overwhelming for me to do self-care. So in the mornings, I wake up, I do my prayer, I do my, I do my meditation, and um, I make sure to do yoga at least once a day. And because, you know, when you're an influencer, you're, you're constantly on social media, you're constantly sitting down and you're on the internet all the time. So it's just like doing stuff to make sure your blood is flowing. And, and just overall, I feel like because it can be overwhelming dealing with trolls and, and people all the time that it can wear on your self-esteem if you, if you don't have that positive feedback in your reality if you're not this is the girl behind the hustle podcast and i'm lucretia lc thomas each week i'm chatting with some incredible women across all industries and backgrounds who've agreed to tell the truth about what it really means to hustle It's time for us to be honest, to let other women know that they aren't alone, to share our mountains and our valleys, to practice self-care, and celebrate our wins together. It's time to hear the truth from the women behind the hustle. This is the girl behind the hustle, and I'm your host, Lucretia L.C. Thomas. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode today with Felicia Ben. You know, her episode really just reminded me of the power of resilience and continuing on your path. If you do not know who Felicia Ben is, let me tell you. She is the influencer and entrepreneur. She's the creator of City Republic and City Girl Curls. If you follow her on Instagram, her energy is amazing. You can follow her at Felicia Ben. Her energy is so amazing. She's just such a kindred spirit. She founded her first six-figure company in 2012 through bootstrapping and selling one pair of jeans. After experiencing unprecedented growth in her companies, Felicia never expected that she would find herself having to start completely over after someone close to her tried to destroy her business. Listen in as we discuss the truth behind being a global influencer, the advantages of starting over after loss, and the importance of being grounded in a community offline. Hi, Felicia. How are you? How's it going? I'm so happy to have you on the show today to share a little bit about yourself and your hustle with our listeners. Hi. um, Thank you so much for having me. I am feeling blessed and recharged. Just came back from a really good retreat. I'm so thankful to for you to have me here today. It's, I really appreciate it a lot. Well, thank you. Tell the listeners just a little bit about who you are and what your hustle is. So my name is Felicia Ben, and um, I have many hustles, but I started off um, with my own business. I started my own business seven years ago. I started selling one pair of jeans. So you would go on my website and only see one product. And um, from there, I used the profits from that run, that one product and I continued to invest it back into the business. And um, I was able to grow it into a six-figure business with no investors, no loans, just from 
starting off with one product and um, now I sell resort wear clothing and wigs um, but I also teach business webinars and um, also social media like how to grow your social media influencer webinars as well as I do business not business um, I uh, do Zumba classes for dance I just find that so interesting that you started off with just one product it's just like just do that one thing what do you say to someone who's mm-hmm. like, I want to do this or I'm good at this, but I just have one thing. I don't know what else to add to that. I would say do it. Um, I, I, I did it that way because um, I just started designing this these pair of jeans. I didn't really know what direction I wanted to go with with the business. Um, so I just started selling one pair of jeans. And from there, I was able to kind of get a feel for um, the style and what my audience would like. And so I just started bringing in like pieces at a time. And I know a lot of people, they feel like, you know, when they start up their web, their website, that they just have to have all of this inventory. And, um, I feel like that's really hard and it can be very overwhelming when you're first starting a business because you don't know if the customers will like it or not. And so I felt like that was such an um, easy way for me to do. So I'm not, holding on to inventory and I'm not, you know, putting myself in debt. And um, yeah, that's it. it, I don't know anyone who's done that. That's like when I tell people that they're honestly, yeah. So how did you do for inventory? (laughs) Did you do pre-orders Did you do on demand? How did you manage that? Yeah, I did on demand for the jeans because I was making Mm -hmm. them by hand. But then when I started bringing in um, products wholesale, I would do pre-orders because I wasn't sure what they would like. So instead of me like buying it, I would use the customer's money to purchase the items. And um, you have to mark it up like at least a 2.5 markup. So by the time I sold two of those items, I already basically paid for the whole pack of the stuff and I would just sell it that way. This upcoming January will be your eighth year in business. What do you feel like are three things that have contributed to your success? I would say um, consistency and consistency in regards to staying true to what I believed in because I really wanted to create a online retail store for um, my community. I wanted the models to look like me because I've never been on a website where I've seen all black models. And I just, that's, that was the direction I wanted to go. And um, it was discouraging at first because I had people in my ear telling me, no, like you should um, broaden your audience. You know, you'll, you're cutting out you know, a lot of other money, like opportunities to, you know, make money. And for me, I'm just like, our community, we have such a powerful purchasing power, and I'm not greedy. So if I can just get like, a, even if it's 0.1% of the trillions that, you know, Black consumer dollars have, I would, I'd be happy with that. So I feel like staying true to my vision, and um, really just like, believing in myself that I could do it was something that was a challenge in the beginning. Um, Another thing that helped me grow my business is communication and transparency with customers. So like when things go wrong, like personally calling the customers and talking to them and growing that 
rapport with them and, and owning up to, to mistakes whenever they happen um, is something that I can say has really grew uh, my customer retention. Uh, my retention is, is at, I believe, 72%, which is really high. And I was able to gain that retention when I started selling my wigs. But um, yeah, consistency and transparency was our two things, are the other two things that I felt like really helped me be able to get, um, grow my business. So, yeah. And also I would say um, being relatable because I started off my business, I was already an influencer slash model. So I've always had that sense of community with me. So it was very easy for me to dive into that because I already had that trust in that audience. So that was very, very helpful in regards to the growth because people just like, just naturally can relate to me. So. And how did you start with kind of diversifying your offerings where you started with just the jeans and then you added on other products and then, you know, like you mentioned now it's hair as well as resort wear. How did you get into like diversifying your offerings? I was literally shopping for myself. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I was shopping for myself. So like for me, it was just like, okay, Felicia, like instead of going to Forever 21 or going to H&M or these stores, like use that money and buy something for your business and sell it yourself. Because literally like anything I would put on, it would sell. So it was just like, okay, at first I was just like shopping for me. And um, that's how I started to diversify it. And then I did the big chop, not not the big chop, but I went Mm -hmm. natural. And um, I really wanted to change my hair up. And I started wearing wigs. And then people were asking me, where are these wigs? Where is this curl? Like, you know, where is it coming from? So then I had to source and I had to dig and find the vendor. And that's how I started selling the wigs. And the moment I sold, started doing that, like it business took off like way faster than selling the clothes. And um, then Jackie Ina started wearing my hair and it was like, it was just like, after she wore my hair, it just, it just took off. It was just crazy. <laughs> like I wasn't, I didn't even realize what I was getting myself into, but yeah, it's pretty much how it happened. What did you not anticipate that has happened during this journey? That's, that's kind of a personal question because um, <laughs> my husband, I'm going through a divorce. I don't mind speaking about this. But I'm going through a divorce and my husband was the uh, photographer for my business for the past, you know, seven, eight years. And so when I left, he pretty much tried to destroy my business and um, he got my Instagram page that had 80K deleted. And so I had to start over from scratch. Like it took me 10 years to build that audience and I had to start over from scratch. And that really affected my business. So that was something that I was not prepared for. And um, in hindsight, it definitely has benefited my personal brand because I was able to connect with my audience Mm -hmm. on a deeper level. And I was able to gain, I was able to really connect with the people who are really down for me because, you know, people were just looking for me and trying to find out why Felicia isn't on my feed. 
So it really helped me grow that that loyalty and that and that strong sense of community, which I'm so grateful for. And so, um, so yeah, that was something I wasn't prepared for, but I'm definitely bouncing back and coming back stronger than I've ever been before. So in hindsight, it was necessary in a way, and I'm thankful um, to just have a new page, start off fresh. And um, yeah, that was, that's pretty much it, going through it right now. Yeah, I can definitely see how that kind of helps you you know, build that true community for people that really want to connect with you because if they're looking for you, they're going to find you, you know? Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. where you at? And that was, <laughs> exactly. And that was, that was such an overwhelming, humbling experience for me to really see that I really cultivated a community over the years. It was just like, it was like, I'm, I remind, it just really showed me that I'm really living mm-hmm. my truth and I'm walking in my purpose, you know? And so it was just like nothing, you know, what God has for me is for me. No one can take that away from me. So absolutely. Yeah. It's been, it's been a, it's been a really amazing experience through it all at the end of the day. I'm thankful. And at one point during your journey, did like the calls and the emails and the jobs kind of began flowing to you more frequently to work on different campaigns and people will start seeing you as an influencer? Um, that started, that started, I would say, because that's what I was doing mm-hmm. before my business. But when it became more lucrative was, um, I would say around 2015. And um, when I, when I brought mm-hmm. in my wigs. So when I brought in my wigs, I did um, a partnership with Talia Wajid and um, that was actually when, that was when um, Tina, mm-hmm. Tina Fears reached out to me and we did a partnership and it was awesome because I worked with them as an influencer and as a business partner because they were launching their protective styles um, collection. And so I was able to use my wigs for that. And um, yeah, from there, I worked with like a lot of other hair companies and um, and then as in reverse, as a business owner, when I started hiring influencers to work for me, um, it became, I realized that influencer marketing is the way to go. Like, it's, it's just so much more effective and it's more, it can be more cost efficient. And um, that's when I noticed that the business was growing faster was when I was gifting stuff to influencers. And um, I realized that through when inf- when businesses were doing that to me. So it was really good for me to be on both sides, the influencer and the business owner side, and um, being able to implement the things that I've learned from other businesses to my business. So I want to chat with you just a little bit about the business of being an influencer. I think over the past couple of years, especially the last maybe three to five years, influencers has become like a buzzword. And I think a lot of people just really don't understand it from a business perspective, like you mentioned, and even the people that want to get into becoming an influencer. What is the real deal behind the business of influencing? If you could talk about it from an influencer perspective, as well as the business side, because you've experienced both. I would have to say authenticity is key for being an influencer 
um, because that's that's how you cultivate your community. That's how you grow. That's how you build your story. And um, overall, just for branding purposes, being authentic is something that brands look for because if you're authentic, then your engagement is authentic, your followers are authentic. And that's something that's very hard to find because people are buying their followers, buying their likes. And I found out they're even buying their engagement, which I didn't even know. I didn't know that was possible myself. Lordy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So it's just like, it's just like people don't, people aren't being authentic. And that's really hard for brands to find because then you, you know, you invest in someone and then you realize there's no ROI, there's no return because all their followers Mm -hmm. are fake. And, and so it's, it's been, it's been really hard for, um, for brands to invest in. It's actually starting to, to decline a little bit. And if you haven't already been at, you know, the beginning of the wave, when it's all happened for all the new influencers coming up, it's becoming extremely hard for them because it's extremely saturated. Everybody wants to be an influencer and, um, yeah, it can, it's, it, it's a struggle it's a struggle finding people that are actually authentic with authentic audiences for sure so um I would have to say for in if you want to be an influencer before you do that just like if before you start a business you have to figure out your purpose what is the point of you being an influencer are you just trying to get free things because that that can become very transparent you know you're it's very hard to build an audience when when your intentions are just to make money, you know, nothing, nothing will last long if your intentions are just to do it for money. So I feel like that's something that influencers need to keep in mind that you have to really know yourself and know your brand and, and what and what your mission is when you get onto the platform, because it is so saturated. Everybody is an influencer so you have to figure out what separates you from everyone and I would have to say that authenticity is what separates everyone from everyone else because you're not comparing yourself to the next person and you just have your own thing going on so um so yeah I would say that that's something that's very key to if you want to be an influencer is being authentic does it ever get to be too much mm-hmm. yes <laughs> It definitely does. And I can only imagine because I don't do influencer inf- influencer work for other brands um, full time. I do. I do it like here and there. I, I have a philanthropy where I, I support small black businesses, but I don't charge them. I do it for free. So even that when I did, um, I did one last year for Black History Month, I promoted 30 black businesses for the every each day and that was like I don't know why I did that to myself (laughs) and but it was just like I can only imagine influencers that do it full-time that has all of these brands um waiting and lined up for content and expecting yeah the expectations yeah the expectations are just so high and it's just like it's so overwhelming and um I can only imagine because I'm an influencer for my, my brand full time and it's overwhelming and I couldn't imagine juggling like 15 or 20 other brands. So yeah, a lot of the influencers do have managers and stuff so that they can handle those things. 
um, when they do get to that point where they're they're so big that they need someone. Yeah. And when you're having those moments where it's just, you know, a little bit too much and you need to wind down, find a moment of peace or calmness, what's your go-to? How do you find kind of rest or self-care in those type of moments? My self-care, I do daily. I, it's not, it's not, I don't wait until it's mm-hmm. overwhelming for me to do self-care. So in the mornings I wake up, I do my prayer, I do my, I do my meditation and um, I make sure to do yoga at least once a day. And because, you know, when you're an influencer, you're, you're constantly on social media, you're constantly sitting down and you're on the internet all the time so it's just like doing stuff to make sure your blood is flowing and and just overall I feel like because it can be overwhelming dealing with trolls and and people all the time that it can wear on your self-esteem if you if you don't have that positive feedback in your reality if you're not taking care of your reality it's very hard for you to you know, deal with social media because it can be overwhelming and it depends. I've, I've seen some of the shade room comments and I'm just like, yo, they are girl. The savages. devil is in the comments. <laughs> the devil is, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. So like, it's very important for you to build that community outside of social media so you can have that balance so you can deal with all of those things and um that's just something i do i have to do daily because it's it's overwhelming and the more you grow and especially with like me going through this divorce thankfully my platform is a reflection of me so in my comments is nothing but love and it's nothing but like you know patience just it's just so peace like everyone is so sweet on my platform but then outside of that like when I would promote on other pages and you know people got all people are always gonna have something to say Mm -hmm. it's just like you know I'm just like I know at the end of the day it really doesn't matter what you think about me because who are you? Like, you're not there with me when I wake up in the morning. You're not there with me when I'm going through my hard times. So it's, um, it's important for you to have, to be grounded in your reality at home. I think that's just something that influencers don't even talk about. And they talk about it when they're, when it's, when it's escalated and it's gotten so bad and because people just see the influencer life like, oh, she's traveling. Oh my God, she's here. She's working with this brand and she's doing this. But it is, there's the other side of that, that people need to, it, it can be so hard if you're not grounded in something that can give you that. I just give, just give you that peace and that, that love that you can't find on social media. Like you can't find the love on social media. It's a very superficial kind of love. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So to have that love at home is, is what's going to get you through those times when someone says, comes at you crazy. And you're like, cause sometimes like for me, I'm a very transparent person and I'm very like, I'm, I'm very open. So sometimes people feel like they know you. <laughs> and so it's just, keeping that balance and keeping those boundaries too is something that's very important that I'm learning to do is boundaries is important for sure. How have you um, kind of create boundaries with social media, especially when 
you know, it's like you're a lifestyle brand, you know what I mean? And so you want people to know you, but not know too much of you, or you can know this, but not this. Like, how do you create those boundaries? I'm, I'm the, I'm very, I don't care about what people think about me. I've been like that since I was little. Like I, I'm just a very, I was overpraised as a child. So I'm just like, I share what I want to share. (laughs) It's my Like, that's just how I feel. It's like, it's either you like it or you don't. And then when somebody act up, you get hit with yes, real immediately. <laughs> immediately. So, like, I, it's very easy for me to create boundaries because it's my, it's my universe. It's my world. You're, you're just a visitor. So you just, you just accept whatever I choose to share. And that's just my mentality about it. Yeah, I love that. What do you want us to know about the woman behind the hustle? Extremely passionate about what I'm doing because I know I'm living in my truth so anything that I put out into the world will be straight from my heart and and I know that my intentions are to make people feel comfortable in their skin and to make people I just want people to feel free and to and to really promote self-love so I'm just, I'm, that's just who I am. I'm just the type of person that I want everybody to be smiling and happy. And I want people to communicate with each other because I feel like in the black community, we don't speak to each other about things. Like we feel like we have to go through things on our own. So I want to be that person that people can come to me and talk to me. But not only that, in the comments, see that there are other women like them also going through the same things and they talk to each other so that's me I'm just goofy I'm extra I I love clothes and my intentions are definitely um to bring the community together that's that's really what my intentions are and what do you have coming up I know you have a couple of new things that you're working on Yes. Um, So my Zumba classes, I'm going to start doing tours. So it's not really a Zumba, but it's high intense cardio. It's Afro-Caribbean cardio. So it's Afrobeats, soca music. And I'm going to be starting to do that. I'm going to start traveling and doing that. Can I just say, I feel like you should not call it Zumba class because I watched your dance videos and that is not Zumba, but I want to know it's, all of those moves. <laughs> I was right. like, Lord, I need to learn all of that. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. I call it Afro cardio. Yes. Cardio. I love it. Yes, yes. So that so that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna be doing full throttle. Like seriously, I'm going hard on that. Um my business webinars are something I'm gonna be doing more consistently uh, once I settle in. I'm definitely going to be doing that more consistently. And um, yeah, I think, I think that those are pretty much the two things that I'm really passionate about that I can't wait to dive into for 2020. Yes, I'm here for the classes. So if you're traveling with those, please let me know. Yes. <laughs> if you I come to you. Chicago, I am there. Oh my gosh, I love Chicago. Yes, definitely. I have a lot of classes. People. Mm-hmm. girl you know I got you I'll be there <laughs> so this part of our show we call the real deal moment where we take a deeper look at the woman behind the hustle what is your go-to song to listen to to kind of kick off your morning or before going into a meeting 
Lizzo, Truth Hurts. Yes, that's um, my jam. <laughs> that is, when I tell you, sis, that is my jam, especially, like, going through, like, the voice and everything. Like, she is so, like, even just her as a person, like, mm-hmm. so authentic. She's so real. Like, she really gives me so much strength and through her music it's so empowering like every all her lyrics and stuff so uplifting so she that's something that I definitely listen to in the morning you listen to um positive affirmations and Oprah Super oh, Soul gosh, I love that one mm-hmm. yeah I know it's not a song but I listen to Oprah Super Soul every single morning yes and what's a quote verse or mantra that keeps you encouraged um I would have to say I tell myself any every day what God has for you is for you and no one can take that away from you and that's something that I feel like I have to because sometimes I feel like I'm not ready I don't open up myself to accept things that are handed to me and I feel like sometimes I'm very quick to say no to things I'm in this space in my life where I'm like, if an opportunity presents itself, go for it. Say yes. What God has for you is for you. So, yeah. And is there any tool or app that you use that helps you manage your life or work that you can live without? No, I hope, I really hope you can help me with that because I definitely need that in my life. (laughs) Like, seriously, I don't use calendars, which I really should. And in regards to managing social media pages, Hootsuite is something that helps because I have three social media pages that I manage. I had someone doing it for me, but Hootsuite helps a lot with managing that because that's where I make all my revenue. So that's the only scheduling app that I can think of. What book does every girl behind the hustle need to read? What a Time to Be Mm -hmm. Alone by the Sunflower. And the other book I would heavily suggest is The Four Agreements. I just finished reading it. Oh, me too. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. So amazing, life changing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the, and the Alchemist. Yes, yes, another favorite. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you want people to say about you when you aren't in the room? She is so transparent. She is so authentic. That's what I want people to say about me. It's either you like me or you don't like me, but at least you know I'm keeping it 100. That's what I want people to say. And fill in the blank. My name is. And one truth about the hustle is. My name is Felicia. And one truth about the hustle is that it is oh so real. And it is oh so passionate. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Felicia, for being on the show today. Please let my listeners know how they can connect with you. So you can find me on Instagram at Felicia Ben, P-H-Y-L-I-C. I-A-B-E-N-N-N. And my business pages are City Girl Curls and City Republic. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Thanks so much for listening today. Please rate, subscribe, and share the podcast. I would love to hear from you. You can connect with Girl Behind the Hustle on Instagram or Facebook at Girl Behind the Hustle or by email at heygirl at girlbehindthehustle.com. You can connect with the community on our website at girlbehindthehustle.com. Until next week, hustle and grace.